Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor, and thanks for joining us for this particular episode. Uh, we are Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. We're a couple of radio stations only wrestling podcast. You can find us, uh, well, in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, your Norfolk, Virginia Beach. We're uh, 106.9 The Foxes and F99's only wrestling podcast. And you can find us on their websites, fm99.com or 1069fox.com under the media tab, uh, Facebook and Twitter, ESPR99. And anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, just search ESPR Wrestling. Uh, you're, you're probably doing that right now. Make sure you get notifications because we got a lot of episodes actually coming out this week. Uh, initially, uh, when I put put this episode together, it was uh, going to be for Thursday, uh, August 24th. Uh, I get the interview that you're about to hear with uh, WWE superstar Gunther. And then we're going to talk about Terry Funk. Well, then, uh, as that was going on, uh, everything changed with the passing of Bray Wyatt. And before uh, we jumped into an episode paying tribute to him, I just wanted to make sure we had all the information about his passing. And I uh, just wanted to get everything right before we did that. So what we're going to do is this is going to be two episodes here. Uh, we got the Gunther interview here. Uh, which is fantastic, by the way. Gunther is is about to break the Honky Talk Man's record for longest intercontinental title reign. Two more weeks to go. That's today being August 25th. And, um, you know, congrats to him. Uh, absolutely happy about that. So we got the interview coming up here. And then we're going to post another episode later today paying tribute to Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, who unexpectedly passed away yesterday. Uh, just a huge shock in the wrestling world. And uh, and so we'll get into that just a moment. But without further ado, uh, man, I tell you what, it's a pleasure to talk to Gunther, who uh, is the Intercontinental Champion. The guy is very humble, as you're about to hear. And, uh, and we did talk about Terry Funk, uh, Terry's passing and, and what he met, because uh, our conversation happened uh, yesterday uh, l- late morning. So this is uh, before we got the news about Bray Wyatt. But, uh, but Gunther uh, talks about Terry Funk. And some of the other things. And, uh, and man, I tell you what, he was fantastic. So here's the interview with WWE superstar, Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. Hello, Dave. Hey, Gunther, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm great. Actually, I need to give you a proper introduction. Uh, the man who is going to break the all-time Intercontinental title reign record, Gunther! There we go. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if my math is right, two weeks from today, you'll tie the record. And then uh, the, the Friday, uh, September uh, 8th, uh, you'll you'll break it officially. How, 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 you were so close. How do you feel? Um, yeah, very good. Uh, very confident that I'm going to succeed doing this. Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it's amazing what you've done uh, through your reign. I know Monday on uh, Raw, you had a heck of a match against Chad Gable. You guys, uh, I, I think I already predicted, was going to steal the night. You did, and you almost lost. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, it was a very close occasion. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Chad is one of the best athletes we have in WWE right now. Uh, I think, for especially for the audience, those two matches we had so far are very captivating and exciting and i feel like after last week it got a little bit more personal so we'll see what his rivalry has next yeah you got uh, payback coming up uh september 2nd uh, i know you're not on the card yet but is that something that we're going to probably see you know are, are they going to throw some title defenses your way to kind of stop you from breaking this record 
Um, yeah, we will see. I didn't. I know as much as you know about that. Um, <laughs> um, I, I know what uh, on Monday, Jeff Gable scheduled to wrestle, uh, wrestle my best man, uh, Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting occasion, and then we go from there. Gotcha. Well, I, you come here on September 11th at uh, Norfolk Scope for uh, for Monday Night Raw, and I hope if you have broken the record, there's a big celebration that night. Um, yes, I guess that will be the the Monday Night Raw actually closest to breaking the record. So once I'm there, I think yeah, we'll definitely celebrate. Gotcha. I'll, I'll, you know, I actually kind of weird. I'm, I'm standing how you normally stand with the uh, the arms behind the back kind of thing, man. I just love that power pose. Uh, watching you do it in WWE, watching you do it in NXT, you just have been kicking butt for a number of years. Yeah, it's been very good so far. I uh, can't complain about anything. Um, I think every work, everything worked out very much uh, in my favor. And as you were just talking about the pose, that's. That's something I was doing for years before I joined WWE and being here and still doing the thing I always did is something that makes me very happy and proud. Yeah, you are, I guess, I mean, you could say now, you know, your uh, European import, you know, for WWE, you had, uh, you know, for a couple of years, that awesome run in NXT UK, uh, just putting on amazing matches. And, and, um, and then before that, where did you develop? You know, because a lot of people... You know, maybe don't know your background. I mean, I first, you know, I've heard your name, like Big Walter, uh, you know, and then you join NXT UK. But where, where, who trained you and, and how did you get into the business? Um, it's, been, it's a while ago. I think I started training in 2005 uh, by, a, by a man named Michael Kovac. He was wrestling under Otto Wand, uh at the tournament in Germany and Austria. So um, I got trained a way more traditional way than people get trained these days. So my focus was always, uh, yeah, more on the competitive side of our sport. Um, and that's what I enjoyed the most. So I was digging into that direction for years as much as I can to become the best in-ring competitor I could be. Do you, um, I mean, I'm not like a five-star match guy. I, I've enjoyed your matches. I've always looked forward to them. You, you're one of the guys, uh, one of the reasons why I, I love watching uh, Raw and when you're on SmackDown and, of course, the the premium live events, man. You just had, you know, the quote, Sheamus, I know he's your enemy, but banger after banger, man. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I enjoyed it, too. I think Sheamus was a very good opponent for me. Uh, he brings a lot of energy to the ring. But I need to find a way to control somehow. Um, and yeah, I feel like I'm just getting started. I'm here for, I'm on the main roster for roughly one and a half years now. Um, and the time has passed so fast and there's still a lot of room to grow. So I would say I'm in the midst of, in the, I'm in the midst of everything and yeah, there's more exciting stuff to come. I, I am looking forward to that. You, um, what, what did you watch? You know, when you were younger, did you see much WWE? Um, you know, are, are, how familiar are you with the Honky Talk Man? Um, very uh, a little bit. Like when I was growing up uh, in the nineties, WWE was very popular in the German-speaking countries. So it was in Austria as well. So you would watch the obvious that were there back then. And obviously, still a little, a little bit Hulk Hogan still, but. Uh, Brett, Sean, uh, all those guys. Um, but then also I went to the tournaments in Vietnam. My parents took me there and I watched them. And later on when I was starting training wrestling myself, I really 
uh, really found a liking in the wrestling from Japan because it was more, yeah, it was more competitive. It was more focused on the sports aspect of it all. That was something I really enjoyed. Uh, so I was really digging into that uh, and try to be, yeah, the best I can be in that. You know, that is one thing you say about your style because you're very physical, um, you know, and you got those chops, which, good Lord, um, I feel bad for those guys. But you also go to the top rope. I mean, I don't look at you as a high flyer, but uh, your your moves are so high impact. Is that through your training? Is that something you developed over the years? Yeah, it's, I just always thought about my, I don't know, I never thought about what I do needs to be like spectacular or like stand out in a way of like, oh my God, that's, yeah, spectacular is the right word for that. I always looked at what I should do is should be the most efficient uh, things I can do. So I always looked at myself. I have long limbs, big, big hands, long legs. So I should use that in the most efficient way. Um, and that was always my approach to everything. Um, and I think it developed a style now that is very unpredictable. Uh, for my opponents, but also very unpredictable for everybody that watches my matches. Yeah, it's uh, I, one thing you have, and I absolutely love, and uh, it is your your drop kick. And there was a UK match where I think it was the best ever uh, ref bump I've ever seen, where you drop kicked the ref, and it was like holy crow. And because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you didn't see it coming, and, and but this how you deliver that is just what. How long did you work in that particular move? Because drop kicks don't have a lot of impact. I mean, there was guys back in the day. Jim Brunzel had this big drop kick, but you, holy, like, when did you develop that? And how, you know, how long did it take to perfect that move? I think that drop kick I've been doing for, yeah, for most of my career now. I think I tried it once in a match, and yeah, I got a great reaction, and it had a lot of impact. So I'm like, okay, I. I just stick with that. Um, since I was a bigger guy, I lost a bunch of weight now, but before I was, uh, I don't know, like 30, 40 pounds heavier, so a classic drop kick where you uh, jump, kick the guy, and land on your belly was never something that I, yeah, that I was able to do in a very gracious way. So I just felt like I land on my back. That's, <laughs> it's going to be way more effective. Uh, and yeah, I'm doing it since. Ah, it, it's a great move, and it's unusual as you know, people consider you the bad guy, because usually you don't get a lot of bad guys throwing drop kicks, because usually it's like, ah, oh, it's a, a move the fans love. But, man, when you do that, it's just the impact is incredible. And then you just mentioned the weight loss, and I want to ask you about that, because you lean, you got lean, man. I mean, you were bad looking before, but now you're like, oh, you know, what What did you do to change uh, your, your was it a diet or was it the training? Uh, what happened? I changed the diet. I was always working out and I was always in good ring shape like I had never issues with anything um, but I like that look of yeah being bigger and looking like a, a butcher um, <laughs> it's almost like like I said like I love Japanese wrestling they always had all those uh, foreign heels coming into Japan and beating up the young Japanese baby faces like Terry Gordy or Stan Hansen or Steve Williams and I always thought that something that it's me very, very good as well. But then when I knew it's time to make the step to the main roster, I wanted to come prepared. And I knew I would be, yeah, more, way more in the public eye than ever before. And I just thought I need to bring an updated version of myself. 
You mentioned uh, stamina and everything. How do you prepare to wrestle, you know, for an hour and 10 minutes in a Royal Rumble? What goes through physically and mentally for that? Um, I'm not a, like, I don't know. I'm not a person that prepares mentally a lot, if that makes sense. I just take the things how they come. I'm very confident in my skill and ability. So I never really question myself if I'm going to be able to, yeah, get the job done more or less, or if I'm ready enough for a certain uh, for a certain opportunity. Um, so I just, yeah, take the things how they come, and I'm gonna do the best of my ability to make it work. And so far, it always worked out. You know, one thing I like now that happens in WWE, and I don't know if this is uh, Hunter's influence or whatever else. Uh, you know, I've been I've been watching you know, back when the Hockey Talk Man was the Intercontinental Champion. So that's how long I've been watching this thing. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, the pacing is a little different. What it means in regards to like your opponent, because there was a time when you know it seemed like everything was you know crash bang, and it's like okay, you know, we're gonna wrestle everybody in the roster, but you, you never save those big matchups. You still have dream matchups, you know, that we haven't had yet. You know, Seth Rollins, uh, Cody Rhodes. You know, maybe one day Roman Reigns. Do you have guys that you hope? You know, you kind of like penciling on your list that you you want to match up with at some point. I mean, yeah, you just named a few of them. I think there's still a lot of room to grow and a lot of exciting matchups there that, yeah, could happen or I think will happen over the next years. Um, I'm not really uh, obviously Brock Lesnar is another one that I really want to get in the ring with. Um, so yeah, there's not really one I can pick out. Uh, because every opponent is very special in its own way, and it's a new scenario every time. And I like that aspect of it. It's a, with every opponent comes a new challenge. There's no formula. I can just run through with everybody because everybody's different. And yeah, that's what keeps all of that very exciting. Man, you you and Brock, would like like that's like, I mean, that's a main event anywhere. Obviously, uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> It's just a chops. It would be, be fantastic. <laughs> oh my! Have you, uh, you know, since since your arrival, like onto the main roster, and it's nice, by the way, you know, have, having your uh, Imperium guys with you. Uh, I'm I'm happy for you with that. Have you gotten good advice? You know, since you've been up there, to you know the veterans or some of the guys said, "Hey, you know, be patient," or uh, you know, what what have you learned along the way? Um. So in general, I think there's no other place in the world. Uh, like WWE when it comes to it's like a accumulation of wrestling knowledge like there's so many experienced and knowledgeable people around you that you have access to and it's a lot of opinions but the thing I learned the most was yeah just believe in what I do and believe in my ability and stick with that and go forward with that don't try to change to yeah I, that was the, because I feel like when I, at first when I came to the main roster, it was a new environment. I feel like I kind of had the urge of like, okay, I got to adapt to this and that a little bit. Maybe you got to change this up to fit that. But at the end of the day, it's not. At the end of the day, I'm doing what I've always been doing and I'm doing it my way. And that's what, yeah, that's what works best for me. And I think that was the biggest learning of like, doesn't matter the situation. You got to believe in your own idea in how you want to do things and be continuous with that. And yeah, that's, I think that's the, that was the biggest learning. 
uh, did you? Uh, how familiar are you with Terry Funk? I know we just lost to Funker yesterday. Yeah, obviously everybody who pays attention to our industry is familiar with Terry Funk. I mean, I think it's a he had a once in a lifetime career, an absolute legend in almost every aspect our sport has to offer. Um, I was lucky enough to meet him once in Germany when he came to be part of one of the events we ran back then. Um, it was a very pleasant experience meeting him, and yeah, very, very sad news for everybody in, in the industry. And I think it's one of the biggest legends uh, this sport has ever produced. Man, he 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 was great, man. I, I I'm gonna probably go down a rabbit hole on uh, on Peacock and uh, just see some of those matches I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, Gunther, yeah. I, I want to congratulate you early. I know I'm running out of time here. Um, on your, on your, I think it's going to be a record-breaking reign. It, it's going to happen, um, and, and I'm, I'm so excited. I mean, just, I mean, anything that like when you first won this. I mean, did you have any idea you would be holding it 440 days later? Uh, no, there was never like a thought I had about it. But in general, I don't really think that far ahead when it comes to my wrestling career because. This is a very dynamic industry. Things change all the time. Um, so I try not to get lost in the in the shuffle when it comes to what I want to do in the future. Because, yeah, like I said, things change so fast. Now we're approaching it. It's getting closer. Um, it's going to be a great achievement once it happens. Uh, at this point, I'm very confident that I'm going to manage this. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We still have, I think, roughly two weeks to go. Yeah, I, you know, and I never thought it would happen. I uh, so congrats, man. I, I'm actually very honored to speak with you because because now I can say on you know, on the podcast has been the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time in two weeks. There you, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll see you at the scope Monday Night Raw coming in, and hopefully a big celebration Monday, September 11th. Tickets available through Ticketmaster and uh, WWE.com. More info, and uh, I'll be there, and I'll have uh, I'll be doing the Gunther pose. <laughs> Thank you. I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. You have a great day, man. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, you breaking that record. I'm happy for you. Thank you very much, sir. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. I told you it was great. Man, uh, the, uh, thank you so much, Gunther, for uh, checking in and talking to Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat. Uh, it's such a pleasure. It's so cool because uh, the Monday Night Raw on uh, the 11th of September, That's that's uh, he's going to have that record broken. Unless something crazy happens and he loses it before that. I, I, I don't know. I don't see that happening. Uh, I never thought Honky's record would be broken, but here we are. Uh, thank you so much, uh, WWE, for making that interview happen. Uh, again, uh, you can check out previous interviews. We've, we've interviewed a lot of superstars. Uh, Paul Heyman, uh, fantastic in character. Big E's been on the show. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, The Miz a couple of times. Chris Jericho a couple of times. Uh, Mark Henry, also, I mean, Eddie Kingston was fantastic. Probably one of my favorite interviews on ESPR. So uh, not just WWE guys, uh, AEW guys as well. And uh, you can check that out. Uh, again, 1069to FM99.com, under the media tab. There's always a playlist there of like some of our bigger episodes. You can check that out. Or anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search ESPR Wrestling. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Uh, you can always email me uh, to uh, ESPR at FM99.com. Let me know what's going on or check us out on social media, ESPR99 on Facebook and Twitter. My name is Dave Taylor, and uh, again, coming up, we'll be paying tribute on another episode to Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, both passed away this week. As always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Repeat.